Blog Talk Radio. What's going on out there? Yes, this is Mr. Talk in the house on a Wednesday afternoon. How y'all doing? <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Hey, man, y'all ready for a good time today? Hey, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. And hopefully you want to talk a lot more about it with me. If not, I'll just keep talking. Because <laughs> you know I got it like that. Uh, you know this, man. All right, anyway. We got a song of the day for you. Uh, I had a quote of the day. Don't know what I did with it, though. <laughs> Y'all know how it is sometimes. It just, things get misplaced, and you try and find them, and you never find them when you're looking for them. Now, once I go off the air, I just walk around, and next thing you know, I'll find it wherever it was. So, <laughs> But just in case, if I happen to find it during the show, I'll read it for you. It was a good one, too. I mean, it was a real, real, real good one. But anyway, life goes on, right? All right, so um, first I want to apologize for Monday due to some things that happened that were beyond my control. Um, We had some technical issues, so the show had to end a little earlier than normal, and I do apologize for that. Also, that's enough for right now. That's why you got a show today, because I felt guilty about that. I really did. It really bothered me, um, you know, because we were having a nice little conversation, and all of a sudden just had to click, 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 the show stopped. So I felt a little, um, little, little bad about that, so I decided to go ahead and do a show today on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, on a Wednesday afternoon. Nothing but I tell you. Anyway. So enough of me rambling and rumbling about that. So ah, what do we have to talk about today, man? It it is so much. I mean, of course, we're going to talk about this great administration that we do have in office right now because, man, I'm telling you, if (laughs) y'all, I don't know how old some of y'all are, but y'all remember the Keystone Cops or or, um, what what was the other one? Um, um, God dang it. Um, the Three Stooges, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, it seems like we got a whole new act going on right now. 
you know, and I, I, I'm trying to give them, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But the more I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, the more they mess up. You know, you can only you can only <laughs> give them so much so much leeway, right? Right. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, of course, we're gonna do our little. Um, we're gonna do our um, three month tribute. Yes, we're going to do that as well. Um, let's see. Uh, those two of the main things. Oh, yeah. We can also talk a little bit about Russia and China. You know, they got together and and, and <laughs> signed a little deal. Now, many people think it's, sim- it's just, you know, symbolic, but I don't know whether it's symbolic or not. When they're talking about replacing the um, dollar with their own little domestic currency. But we'll talk about that in a little while also. So, like I said, we have all those things to talk about, and we have nothing but some time, nothing but some time. Um, and that's a, that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. Um, let's see. I'm hoping you can hear me okay. Um, if not, you know, you can shoot me an email at ericlesstalk at gmail.com, or you drop it in the chat room. I mean, I'm back and forth on either one of them, so. Let me know, okay? Now, with that being said, uh, let's go on and knock this song of the day out the way. You know, I have a choice of three of them. And I'm going to close my eyes and just pick one, any, many, many, more. All right, we got one. Um, hope you all enjoy. It's a little different from what we usually do, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. This is Charlie Pugh, and it's called Marvin Gaye. See you all in about three and a half.
Miss Marvin Gaye and get it on. That I'm talking about. That was Charlie Pugh, y'all. That's right, y'all. Right. Check him out. Look, he got nice little songs, you know. He 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 does his thing. <laughs> Told you it was a little different. Yeah. You want to check him out? That's Charlie P U T H. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got a nice little nice little beat to it. I mean, it's good. It's good. Anyway, anyway, welcome back to the show. It's a mad mad Monday slash Wednesday. Yeah, buddy. We're going to combine the two of them just because. Just because. All right. So here's what you're going to do. If you want to call in and comment or just call in just to listen, that's no problem. Just give me a call at 347-838-8622. All right. You can comment or you can just call in and listen, you know, if you're on a device that, you know, may not be. But I must tell you, if you're calling in on a cell phone, you know, I can't do nothing about what you, you, you um Provider's going to charge you, all right? So don't be sending me no bills because I can't do nothing with that, all right? <laughs> um, also, the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Yeah, all right? You can go in there as a guest, and you can read what's being written, if anything being written. But if you go in under username, then you'll be able to join the conversation, comment, and what have you, all right? Uh, then you can always shoot me an email at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. That'll be fine as well. Why? Because. <laughs> just because. You just may want to send me something, all right? Okay. All right. Keep all the negative pictures away. Now, I don't need no naked pictures or anything like that, all right? We're not rolling that kind of show. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That just rolled out. All right. But anyway, those are all the ways you can piss participate on the show and i do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you okay all right now with that being said let's go on to get to our tribute for um black history month and um this young lady name is bessie stringfield now this is well i tell you this was all right here miss lady she taught herself how to ride a motorcycle y'all then what she did she decided to ride a country yeah at age 19 and that's something at the age of 19. All right. And she actually did this seven times, seven times. Uh, and, you know, back then there weren't many women riding motorcycles, less alone African-American or, or like I like to say black women riding motorcycles. So that was a feat in itself. Um, and, you know, she raised money by performing at carnivals and things like that. Because, you know, we've seen them back in the day where the motorcycle go around in circles on a little oval thing and what have you. So she was working, you know, and when she went to certain towns and cities and they would not, would not let her come in to sleep, whatever, she just slept on a motorcycle. Uh, that had to be a little rough, but, hey, it is what it is, <laughs> you know. Um, but during World War II, she worked as a, as a ditch the dispatch rider um, for the Army carrying messages between domestic bases and was the only woman in her unit. Isn't that something? She was the only one in her unit. I mean, that was something important back then, you know, riding from base to base, delivering messages, man. I tell you, that had to be woo, some work being done. Um, she's, she also founded the Iron Horse Motorcycle Club, and, you know, she later moved to Miami, and she became known as the Motorcycle Queen of Miami. The motorcycle queen of Miami. 
So, you know, and you see them out there on the road all the time, the female bikers, you know, they're riding around with their little colors and jackets and things on. So she was the start of this. She started all that. Um, you know, when she died, she was the owner of 27. Listen to what I'm telling you, 27 Harley Davidsons. Wow. 27. That's a whole lot of Harley. Um, so tribute to Miss Bessie Stringfield. You know, first black woman to ride a motorcycle country at the age of 19. Yeah, that's all right there. And I chose her because it's something someone you don't hear much about. Well, let's be honest. You don't hear anything about her. (laughs) You know, so you know know about her now. So there. It's Bessie Stringfield. You know, I was leaking. There's a lot more to it, but these were just the highlights of what she did. And, man... I'm telling you, she wasn't bad looking either. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't bad looking. Oh, okay. I let her ride me on on her motorcycle. <laughs> let me clarify that. I ride on her motorcycle with her anytime. All right. <laughs> let me move on because that, 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 that's not coming out correct. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope y'all not choking up on what I said just like I am. Um. Let's see. What else we got for you? Man, and I meant to get to this um, last, well, Monday before we got cut off, but we didn't. You know, it's in the black community, in the black community, you know, one of the most cherished, cherished, uh, high-profile organizations is the black church. And for so many years, They've been under the in, uh, the influence of, of what they thought was tax-free government, you know, helping them save some money under the 5013C. Um, but it was interesting because actually on that I was telling them, um, you know, basically what you couldn't do politically from the pulpit. Now, most of us believe you know, that, 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 um, Politics and church shouldn't go together. Let's go on to put that out there. You know, I'm truly one of those because that that opens the door for a whole lot of other other nonsense. Uh, and although although we know it's done, you know, it is really um, frowned upon. Well, no longer if Trump has his way, because what he's trying to do now is overturn that ban um, on churches. Um, doing political activity in in the in the church. Now, and, and here's here's why this is so important. Let's remember on his little oh man, I, I don't even know what I want to call these cats. Um, the Reverend Daryl Scott, y'all know him, the, the the guy, the black guy, the minister out of his church in Ohio. Yeah. Now, remember when I said he got up there at the convention and he gave this rousing, it was more of a sermon than anything. And my thing was, well, how much money is, is he getting paid? You know, but it didn't really hit me until I read this little piece right here about the um, Trump vows to overturn ban on political activity by churches. And here's why. Trump has already... He has already filed his papers for his candidacy in 2020. All right. He has already done that. 
okay, he just started this 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 little what you call it, so he's doing that. Now, let's put this all in the big picture together. If he's going to lift the ban on churches doing political activity, and he has already filed his his papers for the presidency of 2020, you know what that means? Huh? You want to know what that means? I'll tell you what that means. That means he can start collecting money right away, um, contributions. Ah, did the light bulb go off then? See, so as many people will look at this as, well, that's great. Uh, you know, No, it's not. It's just another way for him to get around the system where he can collect more money um, from the so-called uh, black churches and probably some white churches. Um, but we know, let's be honest, we know that politicians, they eat the black church up when it comes to election time. And if you have individuals like Daryl Scott who sit there, tell straight out lies, I'm going to say what it was, straight out lies to him to make himself seem bigger and bigger than what he actually is, then this that's all that is. That's all it is. It's just a ploy. Personally, I really feel that it shouldn't be done. I don't think they really should be You know, and that's one of the things that, that, that really is troublesome troublesome about um, African Americans, black people, our community is we, we are quick to accept something without really looking into what's, what does it really mean? What is it really, what is really behind it? You know? And we take and hold these, these individuals in such high esteem, a high pedestal on pedestals and things of that nature to we forget that they're human too. That's right. They they like to live the good life. They like to live the good life. So why not? Why not? But I'm just saying, that's what it seems to me, seems to be to me. I may be off, off a little bit on this one, but I don't think I'm that far off on it. Okay. I think this is a, just another ploy for him to collect more money for his candidacy which like he really needs more cash. So it's basically for him to get more money. All right. If he survives, because I really don't, the way it's going now, I don't know if he's going to survive his office, but Hey, we never know. We never know. But, um, yeah. Um, it is, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this worked out, works out and how many, how many, um, religious institutions, are going to fall for the okie doke. And that's what it is. They're going to fall for the okie doke. <laughs> you know, that's a bad way of putting it. But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what's going to really happen. Um, if I go any further, guest 958979. Thank y'all for joining me in the chat room. Glad to see you can make it. All right. So um, we got this other thing going on right now. Uh, with this ban on immigrants coming, not supposed to be able to come into the country. However, there's a drug, a federal judge that has said, "Oh no, wait a minute, that's not right. Put a halt to that. We're not going to have that." Um, and of course, they have until Friday, this Friday, to, to come up with a um, a ruling on it. And of course, the Trump administration has filed uh, an um, appeal to this ruling. 
And of course, the president has done whatever, like he always does. If somebody doesn't do something he likes, he's gone on to his Twitter account and just lambasted this judge. Now, I'm just going to put it out here. You know, this administration, okay, like I said, I'm open-minded. I'm open-minded. So and I say, okay, you know, I'm not really feeling it, but we're going to see. We're going to see. And, yes, he's done some things he said he was going to do. That That is true. He, he, he said he was going to do it, and he's done it. However, however, it's troublesome to think. I mean, you know, not even to think because this, he's showing it to you. It's troublesome to see that anytime you disagree with this man, he's out to get you. He's out to get you. That is not a good thing, people. That's not a good thing. You know, that's that's more on the lines of dictatorship. Y'all heard that? Y'all heard that Hitchcock sound? Yeah, that's what it is. That's more on dictatorship. He has he has called out certain news agencies, uh, except for one, of course, Fox. And we know Fox is fair and balanced. That's what they say anyway, but we know how that works too. Um, of course, CNN um, and some of the other little news things, he's called them out because they haven't said flattering things about him. Um, he was in a meeting the other day. Um, where someone says, uh, what was it? I have the paper right here. Well, he actually said, <laughs> it was interesting that um, of the, somebody wasn't going to uh, participate or act right. And Trump's response was, um, who is he? Do, would you like to give us his name so um, I can ruin his career? What kind of mess is that, y'all? What you know, and, and that type of thinking is not good, not good at all. <laughs> it is not good whatsoever. I'm gonna find it because I'm, I'm gonna read this whole thing to you. Oh, here it is. His his actual line, his actual words to this was, "What's his name? We'll destroy his career." That what the man said. Um. And this was a, a senator he was talking about. This was an actual senator. Um, let me see. Let me give you the background on it. Um, during his Tuesday morning meeting at the White House with a group of county sheriffs, Rockwell County Sheriff um, Everson, one of the law enforcement officers present at the meeting, um, told President about a problem senator in a neighboring um, county. Yeah, in the neighboring county, interfering with the controversial practice of civil asset forfeiture, and we we've talked about this this civil asset, uh, this civil practice of civil asset forfeiture. That basically what that is, the police can stop you on the side of the road, and if they feel like anything, anything you have with you was um, achieved through illegal purposes. They can stay, they can take it from you. They can take it. Yes, they can. And you don't have to be charged with any crime. And that's been on the books in, in a long, long, long time. Long time. 
you know. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. Hmm. We're gonna have to discuss that a little bit more. But you know, so when you think about it in that terms, um, and it says in which police can seize the money and personal property of someone suspected of a crime. And as I mentioned, you don't have to be charged with it, just suspect it, and they can take your property from you. Yeah, they can take it. And of course, you know, just like they take it, you just can't get it back like that. You have to go through some hoops to get it back. Okay. Um, but anyway, it goes on to say President Trump then asked Chef Everson if he would volunteer the state senator's name so he could destroy his career. The group laughed at Trump's statement, though his own expression remained serious. <clears throat> Boy, it, oh my goodness. Can you can you believe that? And, and you know, you, you. I understand you sitting in front of the president, but somebody got to have some nuts somewhere. Excuse me, I'm gonna say it. Someone has to have some nuts somewhere. Look, this ain't this not right. If this is not bordering on on, on dictatorship, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. Uh, <laughs> now let's remember also. Let's remember also when Trump was doing. Uh, was in the in the debates, what have you? Remember, he said, "I am, the, I will be the law and order president." Those were his words. Those were his words. Now, let's also remember his statement when concerned um, um, talking about Chicago. I will send in the feds. I will send in the feds. Now. <laughs> you want to build a wall You want to send the feds into Chicago But then again Oh, speaking of Chicago I got something else for y'all Oh man, I got some good stuff today Hang in there with me, alright Just hang in there with me We're going to get to this But anyway um, Trump, he's scary And then to top it off He has his cronies These individuals you know, he's always talking about fake news, fake news, fake news. Now, those of us in the know understand that news these days are not what it always seems to be. We know this. All right? We know this. And we know what, what to pay attention to and what not to pay attention to. But for some reason, it just doesn't register to his administration, or even him, that his cronies put out more false news than anyone. They took credit for this job report that came out last month in January. The only problem was with that was he wasn't in office then. He wasn't in office then. The job report came out like the 9th or the 10th of the month. He didn't take office till the 20th. Really? And then he got that 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 uh, tales from the crypt looking woman, Kellyanne Conway. Oh my goodness, she's <laughs> she's making up maskers, the Bowling Green masker. You know, uh, uh, there was no Bowling Green masker. 
He got his, his the guy who get up there with the briefings on on, on during the daytime. It, he's making up stuff. Now, here's why all this is scary. You know, there's a saying: if you keep telling the same lie over and over again, you'll begin to believe him. And I think he really does believe believe what these people are telling him, or what he's telling them. They believe each other. I really don't care who you support. I don't. You know, that's you. However, at some point in time, common sense needs to be adhered to. You can say, wait a minute, this is not right. Now, don't get it wrong, because I know there's some individuals out there, no matter what he does, how he does it, who he does it to, they're going to be in this corner. Bam. Yay, go Trump. Yay, make America great. But is turning this into a police state, dictatorship, making America great? Is this what it's doing? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's so it is it, it's, it's also scary that you have these so-called oh black individuals sitting up there in 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 the meeting with them skinning and grinning and you know the bad part about it was of course every news article that came out said Trump meets with black leaders on uh during his um African American uh month. Who Amoroso ain't no black uh, African-American leader. Daryl, what's his name, Uh, the preacher, he's not. Ben Carson sure isn't. I mean, so where did this come from? Once again, people, rhetoric, false information, let's go and call it what it is, propaganda. Propaganda. (laughs) <laughs> and it's amazing how many individuals can't see this, can't see this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's egotistical, narcissistic. That's those the words you want me to use? Because that's what your president is, the president of this United States of Cricketness. And here's something else that's really, really interesting to me. And I don't know how many people paid attention to this, but how come every time he got he has to go somewhere, Ivana is with him? What is her role? What does she do? Amorosa is supposed to be um, communications liaison. Who's she communicating with? You know, people. People, we need to stand up and stand up fast because it's not going in a good place. It's not going to a good place. It's not. Now, if I got to go back, I got to go back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to this 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 sending the Fed thing because he said he is he will be the law and order president. We're going to go back to Chicago for a minute. Now he sends the Feds into Chicago. You know, and the mayor, Raul Emanuel, Manuel, whatever his name is, I, I don't think he realized 
how what he says or how he says it. Well, if he's going to send them, send them, send the FBI. Dude, don't you know you setting yourself up for to be the uh, what word am I using? The, the, the practice city for the police state that's on its way? Y'all don't think yet? Hey, it's been done in history already. Yeah, y'all want me to name Hitler? One of the first things Hitler did was what? Silence, silence, silence all news agencies that wasn't with him. And basically what the devil Trump has done, only people he talked to now is Fox. So you can say Fox is the uh, uh, state agency news station now. So if anything other than Fox reports, it is not it's not real. And that's the way he looks at it. That is the way he looks at it. Why? Because they say flattering things about him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But anyway, anyway, you know, so these are some of the things we definitely have to be, be careful about. Um, now, staying on Chicago, you know, there was a um, there's a big thing about uh, Reverend Scott. He sat there and said the gang thugs, that's what he called them, gang thug leaders contacted him and wanted to sit down and talk with them because they believe, they believe in what Trump is doing. They believe so they get in the body count. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and yeah, yeah, this is what that man said. He said, and this is what it is. Now, y'all know Dr. Daryl Scott is a senior pastor of the New Revival Center in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And he was a guest of Trump's at an African-American History Month meeting at the White House. Now, how many more African-American history meetings are they going to have? Now, that was just it. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, Mr. Scott claimed he was contacted by some of the top gang thugs in Chicago for a sit-down. Now, yeah, this is what that man said. All right. He went on to say the gangs want to work with the administration. They believe in this administration. They didn't believe in the prior administration. They told me this out of their mouth. Now, this is Reverend Daryl Scott, senior pastor of the New Revival Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. This is what this man is saying. They reached out to me because they're associating me with you. So now he's putting himself up on that pedestal to be right next to his white friend. But anyway, we're going to continue on. Um, they respect you. They believe in what you're doing, and they want to have a sit-down about lowering that body count. <laughs> Woo! So in a couple of weeks, I'm going into Chicago, he said. I said, we've got to lower that body count. We don't want to talk about anything else, get that body count down. And they agree that the principals that can do it, these are guys straight from the streets, no politicians, straight street guys. But they're going to commit that if they lower that body count, we'll come in and we'll do some social programs. Now, this is what this man said. <laughs> 
pro and he said programs. I'm gonna say what it really is, programming. Uh <laughs> but anyway. And the mayor himself, Ron Emanuel, said if Trump really wants to help Chicago address violent crime, he should stop talking about it and actually provide federal resources. Send more FBI, DEA, ATF as agents. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Just send them. Just send them. Just send them. Why not? Come on, I'll let you come in and, and take over my city. Come on, we we can we can do this. Between the National Guard, the FBI, the ATF, and all them, hey, we can stop all this. We can stop the flow of weapons within the black community. We can stop the drugs. No, you can't. No, they can't. And you wanna know why they can't? Because they don't want to. How many so called gang thugs? Uh, have <laughs> have the ability to sh- to fly drugs in from from um, overseas, huh? Get across customs. These guys are fighting over over curbs and, and sidewalks, blocks. So you're gonna invite the feds in, and most of them they got their hands dirty anyway. So once again, you setting yourself up for what? Now, that's how I see it. That is how I see it. I'm I'm just going to say what it is. But (laughs) um, there was a response, okay, from one of Chicago's top gang thugs. And this is so beautifully written. I I, I, I said I wasn't going to read, but I'm going to have to. I I, I got to read it because this is just something that uh, (laughs) – Woo! This is something that was it, it, it was on point. All right, I see y'all with your hands up. I see y'all. I get to you in a minute. Let me let me finish this and we get there. Pianki, I see you. I see you. And uh, you're gonna wait today though. Um. <laughs> all right. Here it is. Good evening. Yeah. I bring you greetings from Chicago's thug community especially from our executive board of directors, sometimes referred to as our top gang thugs. Because the writings fluctuate so often, depending on the strength of our criminal schedules, our body count totals, and overall troublemaking statistics, I cannot present myself as Chicago's top thug. (laughs) I'm loving this. I will assure you, however, that I am consistently ranked in the top five of the Associated Press thug ranking, and I am qualified to speak on behalf of the consortium of thugs in the greater Chicago area. (laughs) First, I want to clear up the misconception that we are a black organization. I know that America has transformed the word thug into a dog whistle that conjures up images of saggy pants wearing hooded black boys holding guns sideways and standing on street corners. But if you look up the definition of thug, you will see that it it has no racial connotation. In fact, The thugs who have historically run Chicago are the slick-suited Italian mafioso and the red-headed Irish criminals. They haven't gone anywhere, but we understand. America needs a fall guy, and black men have always served as the boogie monster for America's fears. (laughs) 
Woo! I came to discuss this so-called offer to reduce Chicago's body count. We received word of Daryl Scott's announcement during the new business portion of our last meeting. I know that white America thinks there is some unified periodic gangster get-together that plans street violence, calls truces, and plots out beef. But there isn't. <coughs> Excuse me. It's actually a conference call. <laughs> Anyway, after we called our members, we come to the conclusion that no one had contacted Scott and he was lying. Notice that I have yet to refer to him as Dr. Darrell Scott, because he is as much a doctor as I am an astronaut. I went to NASA space camp when I was 12, and they gave me a certificate that called me an astronaut in training. While my credentials might seem questionable, you should know that Scott received an honorary doctorate from an unlicensed, unaccredited college in Florida. If he is a doctor, then I am only a few imaginary credit hours away from flying the next mission to Mars. <laughs> but with Donald Trump's history of bank of bunk colleges, Scott may be uniquely qualified to work with the president. Furthermore, the black members of the Thug Collective admit that the number of shootings in our city is too high. We know that crime rates in Chicago are on par with those of most major cities in America until you factor in gun violence. When they try to figure out why cities like Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and New York don't have as many gun deaths as Chicago, they point the finger at gangs and thugs and ignore the elephant in the room. The state of Illinois lacks gun laws. Unlike the National Rifle Association, top gang thugs in Chicago don't have a multi-billion dollar lobbying wing that bought and paid for the Republican Party. <laughs> Not to mention that Chicago's thugs are arming themselves with money earned from the heroin trade, a problem fueled by the middle-class opiate epidemic. The city ranks number one for emergency room visits related to heroin use, causing bloody battles for lucrative turf throughout the city. I wonder if the fictional thugs Scott spoke to during his fictional powwow were piloting any of the boats, airplanes, or barges that smuggle drugs into the country. I'd like to know if he spoke to any of the top goons in the pharmaceutical industry who shoot down any regulation of addictive prescription substances. Did he talk to the gangsters in the gun manufacturing industry? Could someone ask him if he reached out to the criminals to find out why 179 of Illinois' 232 failing schools are in Chicago? I thought Republicans believe that education is the key. <laughs> An executive order from the orange UTAN we call president could easily fix any of these problems. But it is easier to point fingers at the sorbid stereotype of black men than to actually solve the equation, especially with their level of education. Or maybe Trump and Scott don't want solutions. Maybe the step and fetch it gene that <laughs> poisons the brain of a black man of God who is eager to point the finger at and step on the necks of men who look like him also makes him so desperate for attention power or valid validation that he rather perpetrates the racial prevailing notion. He
He would rather feed black people to the beast from his seat at the Powell breakfast. <laughs> Scott knows what Donald Trump wants. He knows what Americans want. They want to send they want to learn on cure for what ails Chicago, they're cure for what ails all unruly black people across America who don't have access to privilege, education, and equality. Falls is head busting. If you like if you think I'm speculating, you know you should know that I am keenly aware of people who won't take their turf back to any means necessary, including violence. In our secret meetings, we created a name for the decision makers who are willing to create a scary, evil enemy to justify their power to make America again, even if it turns brute, takes brute force. You might refer to them as a true administration. America's top gang thugs. Hey, Daryl, call me. <laughs> <clears throat> now, was that a, a, a response that was to um the Reverend Daryl Scott's um claim. However, I must I must say he later came back and recanted the story and said he you know it was because of lack of sleep that he came up with the story. Yeah, right. But anyway, so. So not everybody's falling for the okie doke. I mean, in, in the letter, oh boy, he made some good points. You know, he made some very good points, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I, I'm glad to see that. But um, what we're about to do now? I, I had them waiting for a long time. I don't want to go any further into this yet. Uh, to see to see where we go go here. All right, first thing, let me open up. This line here, uh, Sister Goni, welcome to the show. And then we're going to open up um, Pianki's um, line as well. So welcome to the show, Sister Goni and Pianki. How are you two doing today? Long live Donald Trump. Yeah, Kiss yeah, the girls yeah. and make them cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's all you got to say? That. Caps it all. Yeah. Okay. So you living in in Reverend Scott's world, huh? Who wrote that letter? A gang okay. member, a thug. And he. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, he made mention of Chicago, uh, Illinois lacks gun laws. Well, that there is uh, untruthful. Illinois got some of the most archaic gun laws, especially Chicago. And their city are they CFP that well, you ever want to read. Well, if that's the case, how are they getting all these weapons? <clears throat> what do you mean, how are they getting the weapons? How are they getting the weapons? I mean, this says, uh, how here's are one they getting of, the weapons? In Chicago, section yeah. 8-20-004. Firearms kept are maintained at home. It says here, subject to sections, blah, blah, blah. Every person who keeps or possesses a firearm in his home shall keep no more than one firearm in his home, assembled and operable. If more than one person in the house has a valid CFP, which is a Chicago firearm permit and registration certificate, each person with a valid CFP 
and registration certificate entitled to have one such firearm assembled and operating in the home. All other firearms kept or possessed by that person in his home shall be broken down in a non-functioning state or shall have a trigger lock or other mechanism. Who in the heck will have a gun assembled in their house? Okay. And just like you're not supposed to be concerned what two adults do in, in the privacy of their house, why are you worried about if a gun is in somebody's private home and if it's a symbol or not? Well, I don't really care. But the question is, once again, how are the guns getting on the street? We're not, talking about, the that, we're not talking about the ones that's legally, um, that legally have firearms. We're talking about the illegal firearms that are found on the street that are used in some of these these um, uh, um, crimes. Well, they could be getting on there in many ways. I mean, HBO had a series uh, where uh, the authorities put a trailer on a street in South Central L.A. Uh, in, uh, full of guns and told the uh, members of the gang that they're, here they are. You've heard stories about train cars, a similar situation. You know what, and uh, I'm I'm not trying to be confrontational, but I have to say it like it is. You know, you, and yes, I'm going to say you, your train of thought is like 95, 96% of uh, of the people in America, okay? It really yeah, is. Yeah, what's that? And that is, you, you don't see no more than what is written in front of you. Well, and are you saying that that's not true? Because, because listen, because you only thing you given was statistics of people that supposed to have weapons that can have weapons in their home, right? That's fine. They go out and buy. But what about the other ones that's on the street that's, that 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 is used in all these crimes? What about those? You asked the question: How weapons are getting on the street? I gave you two examples: a documentary that was on TV on HBO. And then you have heard well, stories, other stories. Matter of fact, the, the kid that got shot in the back, uh, he made reference. Of, someone knowing him made reference of, of finding boxes of guns in alleys and so forth. Okay. So there's a number of ways oh, that guns get, uh, go in people's but hands. How, where are they coming from, Pianchi? What do you mean where are they coming they, from? Where are they come, how are they getting into the neighborhoods, the community? The life, the life cycle of a weapon is it's manufactured. Is taken to a distributor, from a distributor to a retailer, a retailer sells it to someone, then who knows what occurs in the life of that uh, that particular weapon. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there for the moment. I'm going to leave it there. Um, Sister Ngoni, are you, are you um, there? I'm here. Okay. How you doing, Mr. Talk? I'm doing good, doing good. I think I'm talking too much. My throat getting a little scratchy, but go ahead. <laughs> no. Well, you've covered so much territory. Um, I was thinking about, um, first of all, Rahm Emanuel, when you were talking about, you know, um, him welcoming the National Guard to Chicago. And I thought about the fact that, you know, um, Chicago is trying to expand. That basically, they're trying to move Gary on off the map. Mm. So, that, you know, and Trump being a businessman, that's probably got a lot to do with development, you know. Mm. What do you think? I think ludicrous. that's ludicrous. 
Why is that ludicrous? Wait, what what did you say, Pianchi? I think it's ludicrous. What is ludicrous? You say Chicago is trying to move Gary, take it Gary, Indiana? Yeah, that's what I said. So you're trying to say that Chicago is trying to expand? I'm not trying to say anything. I already said what I was saying. I'm not trying to say anything. Well, you're you're trying to assert that Chicago, Illinois city, is trying to expand its borders into another state? What I said was that Chicago is expanding and trying to move Gary off the map. Now, I, I repeated it. Well, I still say it's ludicrous. Well, fine. That's your opinion. Now, I'm not talking to you anyway. I'm talking to Mr. Talk. So, Eric, also I was thinking what you said about Rahm Emanuel. You know he's the son of a Nazi and a dual Mossad citizen. So he'll go right along with the police program, wouldn't you say? Okay, what happened? I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was I was in the green room talking to somebody else. I'm sorry. And what was your response to that, Pianchi? I said it's ludicrous. And Why I'm ignoring Pianchi, so okay. I'm not talking to Pianchi. I'm talking to you, Eric. But he was okay. talking to me. Well, no, he wasn't. He called me on the line. So y'all yes, have a good what conversation. You, what was it you said, Pianchi? I'll talk to you later, Eric. Okay. Yeah, okay, Pianchi. What what why is it ludicrous? It's ludicrous. It sounds like one of those Twilight Zone stories. Oh. What's the possibility of the city of Chicago that's located in Illinois is gonna expand its borders into another state into another city? It can't expand its borders within the counties that surround it. Oh my goodness! Things you hear. Well, that's interesting because they're doing it in California right now under Agenda 21, Mr. Pianchi. <laughs> is that another? Is that is that an echo? I thought that echo was gone. No, that's that's the fact being told to you. But we understand you're not going. We understand. All right, we understand. So, so California is going to expand all the way over to Gary, Indiana, and take over. Uh, Eric, uh, when you no. get this nutcase in line, I, I have some things I'd like to share. But in, I'll put myself right. back on mute because I don't want to play his little game. All right. Okay. You know, let me bring uh, Maze into the conversation. Uh, all right, Maze, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Mr. Talk. Well, you asked right. the question, where did the guns come from that's on the street in Chicago mm-hmm. that's on the street everywhere? Yes, some people don't have can comprehend that. Uh, I want to know where they come from too. Is it been, is it like the same time when uh, the Contra thing happened that they got on the street? Are they gonna put them back on the street and have that scenario again? Are we gonna have people walking around here excusing it? Um, uh, who's that? Who's that question for? Uh, he knows who I'm talking to. Okay. Pianchi. Eric, this is your show. What are you asking me a question for? You got so much to say. <laughs> well, Eric, ask me a question. Okay, he asked you well, a question that you didn't answer. Well, me asked you a question as well. Well, I don't have any answers for her. She called your show. This is not my show. I called his show to see, and you didn't give an answer. You always do that, beating okay. around the bush. All right. You know what? It's okay. But he's been put in the green room. But he ain't trying to hit me. <laughs> as you I was know. saying... Mm-hmm. You were discussing Rahm Emanuel. Now he wanted right. to put 
he wanted to do the same thing Donald Trump was talking about doing before, but it wasn't the, it, the last administration would let him do it. But didn't he call for them to come come to Chicago at one time when his butt was in trouble? So now here he is again As like I told you Those two parties are two of the same And I don't know why people want to grasp hope And try to pretend one is different than the other And then you hear Trump saying Obama like him I'm like okay Obama like him for what reason Because he's going to need him later Because all this stuff he's going to stir it up And people around the world uh, because they don't get it Just because you can do what you want in this country You got to deal with other people From somewhere else too And if they don't want to deal with you What's going to happen You're just going to be right in your little circle By yourself <laughs> Because if you guys throw your businesses out of there And your people out of there too With all this rhetoric when me and Fox, They won't make, make Fox the news station What news? They don't have no news All they have is last And you debunk them every day Every time they come out with one but you got some people so stuck in the stupidity they can't even can't even comprehend it, and they want to come up with something else. And these guns on the street, they just, uh, just happen to fall out the sky. Hey, I, that's my point. That's my point right there. Not at all. So you, Somebody and you can't explain. Me. Yeah, and if you can't explain where they came from, don't discuss it. But we mm. know what we want. We know what Rahm Emanuel wants because that's the only way Donald Trump can put somebody the feds on the street is because it's the governor or the mayor asked for him. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a flat way so people wouldn't look and look at what they're trying to do. But as I say, Mr. Talk, these women, these Caucasian women that's upset, they're going to mm-hmm. let loose on them. I'm just going to be sitting back looking at them and watching. <laughs> Donald Trump and all of them up there, they came with him. And, that, and what's her name? Uh, what's her name? That Ann Lady. The one with all that makeup on her face look like somebody slapped it on her. Oh, Kellyanne Conway? Yeah, Kellyanne. She don't have a sense of goat guy. Oh, none of them have a sense of goat guy. You can just see how dumb they all are. Just tumbling all over everything. <laughs> so we got a mess. So we can uh, a mess. Look, 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 a mess is not what that is. That is just a disaster. <laughs> That's what it, it, it really is. It, it's a disaster. Oh, yeah. oh there's a single country. And don't know yeah. a black person had no reason to be going trying, trying to defend it. I mean, it's because it's going to be funny. Well, like I say, there are going to be those that that defend um, the administration, and that's fine. You know, I got nothing against them doing that, but you know, oh. don't, don't 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 dodge questions like Pianki does. You know, and try and play word games. We we're not trying to. We just ask a simple question. We want a simple answer. You know, fine. I can pick up something saying read say well the law says this da 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 da. What and so what? The law says a lot of things that nobody does. But the bottom line is, and the guy who wrote this letter had it had it had um it perfectly, you know. Who's how many blacks you young men you see bringing boats in with cocaine and heroin and flying planes in? How many? They not shipping this stuff into the, the neighborhoods themselves. No, and then you got these falling out when these these drugs falling out on the street and people lawns and all over the place. Their children. Well, what are you gonna do for that? I heard him say that uh, if you see the drug dealers turn them in, call the call the secretary of state or whoever he said, call them and turn them in. You're gonna be turning in people that ain't even committed no crime. <laughs> That's because I mean, they look like they did it. Yeah, yeah, they you know like what they did. Not just because you hate that person next door to you. You're gonna call and tell a yeah. lie, or either they got a uh, got a a burka on their head. 
we're going to turn and say they're doing something just because this is so. I tell you, this is going to happen. Everybody's going to be mm-hmm. frantic and scared to death, like uh, Bill Tate and all this stuff again. Just watch and see. And you will have these quarters. Uh, quarters. <laughs> I don't care who you can love, love Donald as much as you want to. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, if if he was doing, uh, I don't know. Uh, See, to me, to me, in my opinion, he's just trying to set up as a dictatorship. And uh, the more, the more people go against him, the more he gonna come out and prove Mm. prove it. I do believe, you know, because he attacks anyone. He attacks anyone that is against anything he says. It doesn't matter on the, whether they're on television or just normal Joe putting a tweet out that he got wind of. You know, he's attacking. You know, that, that's and, uh, not a good thing, especially if you're the yeah, president of I, a country. The president of a hood, what's his name? Uh, ben Carson. I thought he was uh-huh. going to go through the day. His head was going to go through that day. That day. I'm like, is he going to fall into it? Or do he like what he said? He didn't like what was said at the last prayer breakfast. But this one, he's sitting there looking like his head could fall through. And then his little movie star, Amarosa, rubbing on her shoulder. I'm like, Dad, he gave her more attention than he gave his own wife. <laughs> see, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm See, and that what made me think, why is his daughter going with him on all these trips that That's he's taking? Like, you know? You know? Yeah, I, 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 you know that's a strange relationship, anyway. But you know what? I want to get back to Sister Antonia because she she was she's going. Uh, we're going to talk about some gender twenty one. Um, Sister Goni, you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Hi, Go ahead, Hello. Well, right. I don't want. I didn't really want to talk about the gender twenty one. The only reason I brought it up was because I was being insulted, and mm-hmm. uh, the counties are being uh, combined in the Bay Area. Uh, it's called One Bay Area, and they combined, I think, mm-hmm. nine counties. So, you know, mm-hmm. they've always been redistricting and that kind of thing. And then, Eric, you have an example in Texas when they were trying to run that TT35 highway down through there, which was going to divide up uh, some state borders, too. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. you know, so, but anyway, that's not what I was trying to talk about. Um, covered so many different things. Uh, <laughs> you started off talking about the, um, the, uh, the deal where he's Donald Trump is going to take the ban off of five hundred one c three churches to be able right. to yeah involved in sales and politics. Well, I, I kind of mm-hmm. see that in two ways. Now you know okay. I'm not into part partisan politics, so I'm mm-hmm. not defending anybody. I'm just looking at this issue about the churches, and you know it, they've been awful quiet for a long time because of the five hundred one c three state benefits they get, you know, that limit them from being able to speak into certain matters. Now, what you were saying about you think it's going to be, you know, to get be able to get the churches to be able to fund his presidency for 2020. You mentioned he already signed the papers, right? Right, right. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying that's not true, but I, I just think, think there's another side to it also. You know, there's always good and bad on both sides of things. I mean, if that okay. were open up the church's ability to speak out on issues, I don't think that would be a bad thing. Eh, well, they already do. Huh? Don't they do it already? Like, uh, they, Joe they, well, and, well, they do it, but they do it in in a, a, a roundabout way. They don't uh, just come straight out and do it. No, like they with don't. This, that's, that's this, yeah. See, within this band, they'll, they'll, you know, there will be no restrictions. They, you know, have someone come in and talk to the congregation or what have you. But, 
you know, I, I, I agree. I agree that sister ain't going to However, I do think that that's that it's just not a good thing. You know, well, I'm not uh, saying it is, but compare the 60s and the activity and the outspokenness of the churches then and now in the past decades. It's like, where did they go? And I think that's because of the 501c3. But, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that, that is a good point. That's a dang on good point. But I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the, the you know the churches that um, I guess you could say the, the, the Daryl Scotts of, of of the religious church world with, the, with these humongous churches you know that that just will be looking out for themselves and mm-hmm. and leading 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 the, the the flock or they sheep into you know they really don't care what the sheep say you know just vote for him but in the back in the back under the table you know they're getting paid for this. And I just don't think that's a good thing. Maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I really don't think that's a good thing. No, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think it's probably you're probably right. But there's another side to it. There's always two sides to everything. That's so true. what they intend to happen could backfire on them. It mm-hmm. may I think so. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you, Mister Talk. Mm-hmm. Now they keep talking about they don't want birth control to be paid for with their money, tax money. Well, do they think Viagra should be paid for with the tax money? <laughs> That's because, apples uh, and oranges to them. That's apples and oranges <laughs> to them. Yeah, well, that's a good point, sister. So they, they, they pay for sex changes. They do. Yeah, I know. They, they, you know, so um, you know they're not going to do that to Viagra. Too, too many of them use it. Oh mm-hmm. no, you know. So the insurance should um, take that off too. But yeah. then you got people stomping and running around. It's like, okay, if they're gonna do it for the women, let's get rid of y'all too, and have a different uh, conversation. Besides this thing, we're well, hearing over and over and over again with what a woman should do with her body, but nobody can tell them what to do with their body. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like to you guys that they keep bringing these issues up? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Pete and repeat. Like, for instance, yep. Mr. Talk, you brought up the fact that uh, Trump used the term law and order. Well, that was Bush 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he said. So it's just like Pete and repeat. It's like these same issues get rehashed over and over again. And as far as us being a police state, man, that started in 1871. They just, <laughs> you know, they're just stepping it up a little bit. You know, and I mean, they didn't do Jade Helm exercises and all that kind of stuff all over the country for nothing. Right. Right, right, right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Oh, the quote was Donald Trump gave me. He said if he ran for president, he would run as a Republican because they'll believe anything he got to say. And that was on the <laughs> line of listeners. He believed anything he got to say, and he was right. Yeah. He can tell him anything. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It. You can't find that video anymore either because I've looked nope. for it. You cannot <laughs> find that video anymore. <laughs> you got to take it down Pence, real quick. Yeah, huh? Mike, Pence is just, Mike Pence is worse than Donald. Now he's the real Nazi right there. That's Mike Pence. See, he he's going to be like uh, what was his name? The vice president under Bush, uh, Cheney. Cheney. And Biden, as quiet as his kept, is the one that sits on the CFR. Those are it's usually, I think, the the president is just the front man to keep the natives quiet and thinking you know some things are going to change, but it's behind the closed doors. It's the vice president that's involved in the foreign policy down there at the Council on Foreign Relations. You know, remember, Hillary admitted 
openly in public that she gets her orders from somebody down there at the Council on Foreign Relations. You remember that video? Mm, no, I don't recall that. Did she really? Yeah, she said yeah. it right, right yeah. in public that she went right down there to the Far to get her instructions. <laughs> so they're not running <laughs> anything, and you know it's, wow. you know. Mm. So I, I don't know what all the fuss is about because you know, like they say, you can vote all you want to. Uh, it's one bird with two wings, and they have an agenda, and they you can see the agenda unfolding right before our very eyes. Agendas mm. don't always work. Sometimes they backfire. Yeah. And it, it, when it hits, it hits hard. <laughs> it's accomplishing meant to be trying to make up a lot of the stuff that I'm looking at. It's really mm-hmm. gonna be funny. And I guess after these hundred days, they'll stuff will cool off, and it'll be too late then. So you're gonna mm-hmm. have some angry people fighting against each other, and we ain't even be a part of it because we've never been a part of the equation in the first place. Thank you, May. We just in this room marching along and going with the flow. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but when they get to the fighting, Ooh. I don't want to be in the way. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, that, he ain't going to be there with uh-huh. his weapon, though, thinking he can be a part. <laughs> wow. And be the person uh, taking up. <laughs> well, I yeah. think there was a coup under the neocons with, with W. And when mm-hmm. Obama came along, he just kind of continued the direction, you know, uh, with his. National Defense Authorization Act when he renewed that, you know, that kind of pushed the agenda forward. And I think mm-hmm. Trump is the counter coup for the, you know, the white nationalists. That's that's the counter coup. It, trying yeah, to be, like- it, as much as he can, he's going to try to push back as much as he can without getting the Margaret Thatcher and Reagan treatment. <laughs> you know? Those two groups of people are upset with each other. Because one, I mean, a whole lot of their money going to get messed up. They're trying to talk, taking, talking about taking money away, cash. So, well, we don't really have any real money. Well, their wealth going to get messed up. I put it that way. And before they look around, these young people and these countries that been letting them get away just for the, just for the uh, money and in the, the wealth, it ain't gonna happen. They're gonna stand up and push them on back out the way. Well, you they know, like I, tired of it. Moving you know, that's like I. Just like I started out the show with Russia and China, you know, making that pact, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to to start using domestic money. Of course, they say it's more um, more symbolic than anything, you know. But they really think about trying to, get, to replace the dollar as the international currency, you know. And, and we know how that we know how that that's gonna turn out, don't well, we? Well, did you hear Utah, Tennessee, and Texas? Your stomping ground have passed bills to make gold and silver legal tender. Hmm. Or they introduced, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they didn't pass, they introduced bills. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So. Yeah. I got to look that up because um, that's, that's, well, I know who I can ask. I got somebody, okay. Yeah, I'll well, find that just, out. Just, <laughs> just, just uh, go on YouTube and put in mm-hmm. uh, Utah uh, and two more states. The name of it is two more states pass bills to use gold and silver. It'll come up. But as I say, the Native Americans can't have their land. They want to go do what they want to do there. But that's gonna they're gonna regret it too. I'll just say it like that. They're gonna regret that and all the other stuff that they have in their plans. They're gonna the come pipeline. Mm-hmm. 
Is it gonna come falling short on him? Well, I mean, the, the, he didn't he didn't sign the paperwork for him. He just I know told he him the paperwork. expedite the deal to go on and get it started. You know, in mm-hmm. fact, they talk, they're 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 saying that the um, the pipeline in um, South Dakota should be done by February. I mean, not February, July, June or July. Mm-hmm. Well, know, why and actually, it, Eric? What you got Native American group that's also benefiting from the pipeline. Native American business. They are not benefiting from no pipeline because they don't want to mess up the water. Because yeah. they love the earth and they want to keep it clean. They don't want anybody to come to messing it up. There's a Native American business by the name of Armarco or Aramo or something of that nature that uh, is benefiting from the business of the pipeline. Just because something benefits you, that means you're supposed to mess up the water? They got somebody that's just like you, so that's what what would we expect? Nothing? Yeah. Nothing different. The nothing benefit. The hmm. benefits. I always talking about a benefit, not because of people's help. They in business and partnership with the original company, like Mr. Water. Talk. With the original country, uh, company. Well, what is the original company? Not the company I don't know the name right offhand. <clears throat> okay. Well, the... Pianking, let's look at it. How's I, I'm not understanding when, when you have law enforcement up there sticking dogs on these people, uh, turning water holes on them, you know, uh, shooting them. I mean, how how I don't understand why go through all that if you benefiting from from a company that's that's putting the pipeline through. Why even that's get up there? That's because all through? all of them are not the same. It's, it's, Mr. Cox, you remember that time when they you remember them Republicans was taking the, the Native American money from them casinos? This is the same mm-hmm. thing that those were benefiting from it, but coming to find out they were breaking the law and taking their money. Same thing, mm-hmm. probably. So I'm one behind this too. So that's mm-hmm. the way we should look at it. That's the way we should look at it. I guess we could because we've seen this before. Oh, that, now see, you said something there, and we've seen it before. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. If you've seen it before, you should know what to be looking for. <laughs> but isn't isn't that amazing that no matter what you've seen before, many people are, are, are um, just satisfied, turning a blind eye and acting like it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Well, something new to some people. And when it's brought up, you know, you're looked at as as the nutcase or what have you. That, that mm-hmm. you know, that's a scary thing. That is a very scary thing. But you, and right. you benefit from it too, because uh, everybody Talk. don't do things just for the money. You benefit from it too, Mister Talk. Many people that have pensions because the company is traded on Wall Street. Their uh, their trading symbol is ETP. is selling for thirty eight ninety one now. And if you look at the how's affiliates that that's how's that affiliates that's joined that into it, how's that you have. Me? Uh, you have uh, pension funds. You have 401k uh, partnerships. This also uh, has taken stock in the company. But that has nothing to do with me. I don't have any stock in that company. So how is it benefiting me? Well, I don't know. Maybe you're not receiving pensions. I'm not receiving no pension from them. So, I mean, what? No, I, I mean, like, the company I'm, does have a name. Well, you might have a stock. You got insurance with Allstate, a state farm? No, no. Okay, well, the, you lucky. Those are not the only insurance companies around. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
not benefiting from any of those individuals, any of that going on. You know, Eric, I, I would like to, oh, I'm sorry, Eric, I didn't know you weren't finished. No, I'm, I'm finished, Sister Ngoni, go ahead. I wanted to ask you what the title of that wonderful article is. That is amazing. Which one? The article that you were reading from the quote, oh, thug. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the name of it is A Response from One of Chicago's Top Gang Thugs. Thank you. Mm-hmm, that's it. And he laughed because he wasn't even from Chicago. He was from, from Ohio. <laughs> well... <clears throat> who that? Talking about um um the the preacher? Yeah, and his wife with her stupid self over there keeping up all that noise for nothing. <laughs> well, see that's that's your neck of the woods. So I don't know nothing about his wife. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. I see him you up there. Or as they say, shucking yeah. and jiving. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Because mm-hmm. if any gang member talked to him, he might be one of helping to keep it in the neighborhood. That's what they need to check to see if they're gonna be picking him up. <laughs> But you know that 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 really seems to be something with this this administration. Whoever is involved, they 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 just putting propaganda out, um, straight up making up stories, and oh, let's call it what they they just lying, man. They just lying. I I mean, wow. I mean, and and it's lies that easily catch you know catch them in. Yes, Pianki. The company that's uh, doing the the Dakota Pipeline. Its major holders are 53.8% of the shareholders held by institutional and mutual fund owners, institutions like universities and colleges. 55.9% of the percentage of the flow is held by institutional and mutual fund earners again. You only have 3.7% of the share held by all insiders and 5% by owners. All right, yeah, that's like um, earlier, earlier um, last month when Russia all of a sudden gave 19% of some shares of, of their major um, oil company to an anonymous anonymous person, and a lot of a lot of individuals are you know uh, fear you know they don't even fear they say it's, it's Trump you know but they had to do it in a certain way. In other words, what I'm saying, have you ever heard of shell companies, Pianki? You have to make it look good, it, even though it may well, not you don't be. Do that with, it you don't do that with SEC. <clears throat> but here's the, the top institutional holders. But we don't want to know about all that. Alpha Advisors, Harvest Fund, Kane Anderson, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, by the way, also provides, uh, provides a trading platform, not a trading platform, but a financial platform in uh, New York. In some cities out on the East Coast, Oppenheimer's Fund, Mutual Funds, Morgan Stanley, Atlantic Trust Group, Appaloosa, LP, and Bank of Montreal, Canada. And some of those places are being sued for doing stuff wrong, uh, uh, Morgan Stanley and all of them. So uh, what do they got to do with us? Nothing. We don't own stock in none of those places. So you have school districts. Wait a minute. You have school districts that's also part of this, too. In these funds too, Oppenheimer's. You know, when school districts float bonds for new construction, those bonds are carried by people like Goldman Sachs and Oppenheimer. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Okay. If they were going to do, if they were going to do a pipeline, they should have put in there. If we mess up the water, 
we're responsible for paying it back. People start getting cancer and everything else from drinking this water. We are going to be responsible as the people that are putting these pipelines down in order for them to stay healthy. I don't know nobody that's Eric, I don't know nobody that's directly drinking from the Missouri River, do you? You'll directly be drinking from it if you live there. Where do you think the water go? Well, Hello? Uh, you know, I can't say... And they got I, fish there. I hope yeah, they got they fish do. and everything else in the water. So that'll make a lot of sense. <laughs> but, but, you know, Pianki... I understand what you're saying. However, you know, you, you sound like now I do. I understand what he's saying, but he he sounds like the, those same individuals that that will. How can I put this? Uh, come up with any excuse to be right. You know, you done named up all these companies, and the, I mean uh, Goldman Sachs. Uh, who else? Who else? You name? Um, anyway. You know, it's, they've been playing this game for a long time, Pianchi. They can put things, a name over something. If you're not, if, I mean, it looks good on the surface, but if you dig a little deeper, you find a missing uh, a missing link somewhere. But if you follow the well, money. What do you mean a missing link? Well, see, if, I mean, if you follow the money, because. See, well, you, you, you can, can follow, follow the money. They, no, they, no, publish, they publish I-10 quarterly. Oh, come on, Pianchi. That's information that can be. I can publish a piece of paper every month. Say Thank I have you. ten thousand listeners every day. And that's I not. But you're not publishing. But you're not supplying information to the Security and Exchange Commission. It changes okay. as quickly too. So what do you expect? I mean, really, Bianchi, like that, like that, like they can't be deceived. They've been deceived before. Mm. No, no, you don't want to do that with them. Oh yeah, they right. have no restrictions on prosecuting you. Oh Hell my goodness, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Mr. Talk, you yes. mentioned money. And I just uh-huh. sent you an article. It it was it's called The History of Money. And it it's not new history, but it just mm-hmm. takes you kind of like on a journey of what mm-hmm. happened before. And as I was mm-hmm. reading it, there's parts one, two, and three. I just sent you part two so you can, you know, click to get the okay the start of it but as mm-hmm. i was reading through it it was just amazing to recognize things that are happening events that are happening right now that is just repeating mm-hmm. that history right <laughs> it, you know like the deal that they're messing with russia you know mm-hmm. uh right now you know back in i i don't know the dates because i don't have them right and i don't have the article in front of me but back in that time period you know, they were messing with Russia then. I mean, it's the same thing, just repeating itself. When you read that history, starting all the way back with Lincoln and, you know, Thomas Jefferson, that whole mm-hmm. thing, the way that whoever wrote that article, it, you know, it just pointed out how, well, they didn't point it out, but if you're thinking in terms of current events while you're reading that mm-hmm. article, you can just parallel what happened then with what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I, yeah, I, I'll check that out because I, I, well, I've said it before. We've seen this game before. 
<laughs> we really and the same thing with the gold and the silver and the same thing with them discussing, you know, uh, we know that the, the Federal Reserve or the private bankers contracted the money supply. That's what caused the Great Depression. They did the foreclosures, uh, foreclosings and all that back in that era, just like they did it, you know, and they're getting ready to do it again with some more. They're getting ready to pop the housing bubble again. Yep. And then they threaten the government, you know, uh, to, to do their bidding. And if they don't, then they, you know, and then they were trying to start a war, which they did start, World War II, World War One, World War Two. Now they're trying to start World War Three. Don't let me well, run about the fighting. Well, you, you know, I, I hope you're really right, May. Maybe these kids are not crazy. <laughs> Enough to even go there. They ain't commit. Now, if them people did, they might be just like Muhammad Ali. But listen, talk. When, when fracking come yeah. along, what do you think going to happen? When they start fracking and earthquakes and terminals start coming. When what starts? When they start fracking to get that oil. The same and thing that's happening places. The same thing that's happening places in Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. Kansas, even here in Texas, earthquakes because they did mm-hmm. <laughs> earthquakes. You know, and, and I mean, and anywhere there's a lot of fracking going on, if you go and research, there has been a uh, increase in um, the amount of earthquakes and tremors that they're having. Mm-hmm. You know, so but, yeah, but some people don't. Some people don't see it that way. They see it for the benefits of the oil, and it don't even belong to 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 the, to the people that's pulling it up for them anyway. So as I'm saying, uh, it's more important, oil more important than water. Well, you know, you have to understand, too. You have to understand, too. You got the BLM that's out there snatching land left and right. No, I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter. Uh-huh. I'm talking about the Bureau of Land Management. Uh-huh. Okay, let me go and clear that up. Yeah, you know, so you got them out there uh, snatching land from individuals also. So, I mean, we've seen this game before. We've seen this show before. And now, that brings up a good point. I want to ask you a question, Mr. Talk. I, yes, ma'am. And, and I'm really sincerely asking a question because I can't figure it out. You know, Trump also is talking about doing away with the certain agencies like, you know, uh, BLM, you just brought it up, the Department of Education. I understand he's talking about getting rid of them and all that. But now, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Because these agencies, really, you know, they're private corporations. And just like you just pointed out, they're, it's a, just about land. Katrina was the same thing, a land grab. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you think? Do you think that's a bad thing that he's doing, or could that be a benefit, too, to get rid of some <laughs> of these agencies? <sighs> wow. It's complicated. You know, I mean, it really yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, because I, I was about to say, you know, on on, on top, you say, well, yeah, it, it'd be a good thing. Uh, you know, it, it removes some of the bureaucracy and red tape and crap, which you have to go through. Then, but if you think about it, like, nah, I don't know about that. You know, because that opens up a whole that opens up a whole yeah. new world, a new 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 can of worms in in itself. Um, you know, then you go back to. I guess you say like the Western days or whatever, the mining uh-huh. days where somebody just well, well, going, well. you know, claim I claim this land right here. You know, this is mine. <laughs> you know? No, and you no. have no way to control it. No, I was asking what regular... you think about the agencies, getting rid of the agencies, not let letting them just claim the land. I'm talking yeah, about that's the, him dismantling the agencies. Oh, that's oh, I see what you're saying. You get rid of that, and you get rid of the regulations and everything else. You just do what you want to do. We don't care pardon people. We don't care. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. the, 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 the Food and Drug Administration is poisoning us already, Maze. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might be poisoning us already, but it, at least it, it's a little bit. 
And environmental environmental protection agency. What are they doing to protect the environment? You know, uh, speaking of fluoride in the water, there's a um, city here in Texas that um, they, they're putting it on a ballot in November, I think, to vote whether to put fluoride back in their water. Oh, uh, my goodness. So they had taken it out oh someplace. Huh? Well, they I mean, they, it took, it, they took, yeah. took it out in 1986, I think. I think God <laughs> said it. But now they're talking about trying to put it back in. Oh, my you know, God. That must be some crooked politicians behind that. Seattle yeah. took theirs out, and also there's a county here near me. Pasco County took theirs out, uh, fluoride out mm-hmm. of their water, too. Yeah. And you, know, Donald, you keep hearing Donald say he's giving it back to the states. That's why I said it's a, it's a counter. He's giving the government back to the states, and when the government had the state, when they had the states control, state control. Mm-hmm. And if you were living well, long enough to know what state control was, <laughs> well, it was called strange fruit. It was called strange fruit maze. <laughs> they don't. They, it was, they wanted to keep it out of the history books for people not to see it and know about it. But some people not know and already know and live mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Don't keep you in line so you can't say nothing and do nothing uh, because of that governor and that mayor. Well, they're training our children to be that right now. Our children yeah. won't even know what freedom is now. You know, they're waiting for us to die off to get this thing back the way it was when strange fruit was hanging in the trees, okay, on a regular. They're still hanging from now time to time, but, I mean, on a regular. Uh, But I don't think... No, I agree with you, Maze. I agree with you. The the, the ones that are here now, but look what they're doing to the children now, the generation that's in grade school and junior high school, even some of them in university. Look how they got them clowning in the universities, all these... (laughs) All these marches and 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 mm-hmm. how they, uh, you know, how they protested after the election. Yeah, yeah. Mayhem, and that's cool. what they yeah. call a color revolution. That's what that is. That's what they're hmm. trying to to get. Oh yeah, that's what that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been trying to get a race right, a race war with the black folks forever, and we just don't take the bait. So they're gonna have a race war against each other, and we are gonna sit back and watch. Okay. That's what I think. We ain't gonna be a part of that. You know what, Mays? Um, no. <laughs> but Mr. Talker, let me explain to you why. Because unless, you know after that election, what they went. Mays, unless they uh, have it, unless they have it two or three generations down the line. But if if they they want one now, trust me, the younger generation that's out now, oh, they ready for it. They more than ready uh-huh. for it. Well, what I'm saying if, if, is that if, if they were to get the word and say let's do it, oh, trust me. It, It'd be some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you, you saw those kids after the election that was over in D.C. tearing up them buildings and and everything. They just didn't know cops and nobody over there. And the long election was yeah. going on and everything else. And I'm like, I'm looking at TV. I'm like, I can't believe this. Where's the cop? If it wasn't some black people doing it, the whole street would have been. Well, that's the, that's the clue maze that that's, that's mm-hmm. part of the George Soros effort to do a purple revolution in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's that's why they didn't send no police. I, the same reason they didn't send any police in Ferguson when they, you saw the gas station on fire. They stood down and let them loot and burn it up, and then they played it on the news for a whole month. They sent that's the it. In there. When they want to take over a city or a place, they have the people that live there burn it down so they can take it over and own it. 
and rebuild. That's what mm-hmm. they do. The people, what I think the, people the people that was caught on camera looting the quick trip shops, the shop there on North Hantley Road were prosecuted. And that's the meth of Ferguson. How many of those went to jail? A lot of them still in jail. No, they're not. They, ain't went to jail. <laughs> they, lost the tape. they say they lost the tapes and they don't even have the videos of who was out there. Ain't nobody well, said they lost no damn tape. How did they lose the tape they planted on the news? Excuse me, Mr. Talk. Well, look, I, I'll tell you, if you're going to be out there, be careful, all right? Because there's, there are some states out there that are passing runover laws now. In other words, if you're out there blocking traffic, if you're out there blocking the, the driver, the drivers are going to be able to run over you without having to worry about prosecution. So what if you're outside you? of a crosswalk, yes. Now, that, what did I just say? If you're out there blocking traffic, ain't that what I just said? Well, yes, if you're you outside of a crosswalk, you can always get ran over and nothing, no replication to the driver. But <laughs> the issue was that those kind of things are planned mm-hmm. for a purpose. That's what yes. we were talking about. Yeah. What, to in run fact, over somebody who's crossing the street in front of a car? That's planned. That's been that way forever. Why don't you turn your hearing aid up? Why don't you turn your hearing aid up? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm about to tell him catch up now. Catch up. No, <laughs> you know. Um, and if you notice, and you know the thing, if you notice when when these protests are going on, the first couple of nights are nice and calm. You know, people just marching. But at about that third night, that's when they all heck break loose. You know why? Because they finally got the people in 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 the area that need to do the damage. You know, and of you course nobody. Yeah, and no one's going to stop and, and try and separate them. It's a big picture painted now that, look, see, this is what happens when they're not, they, they just tear up their own stuff, you know. Uh, well, you're Dallas. right. You had a lot of uh, outside concerns coming to Ferguson. You had the, also had the, some black males who was part of the Promise Keeper who was armed with AR-15 and 47 that were protecting businesses, too, so. They knew where to go and where not to go. Well, that was after the fact, though. You know, and if you really want to want to get a good idea, only thing you have to do is look right across the ocean at, at um, Ukraine, Russia, um, Egypt. The what they call what what is that? The the um, Arab Spring or something like that. Yeah, and that. they're calling this one the purple. Uh, they call them color revolutions, and they're calling the one inside that they're trying to get to jump off now purple revolution. They're calling mm-hmm. it. I think Ukraine was orange. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's there, but that's not the narrative that, that is going to be given at that time. You know, the narrative is they're destroying their own neighborhood. You, you see how the and the, like out of Ferguson, what that word that came out, thugs. Everybody was a thug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And some people once once they once they hit you with that label, it sticks. It it sticks with you, you know. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's just what they want to do, huh? What they mean? Yeah, you have some people afraid of people in neighborhoods. I mean, like uh, I can't go down in that neighborhood because this person is down in there, and I'm too afraid to go down in there because they might do something to me. Nobody is after you unless you don't committed a crime or selling drugs. And that's the only reason they would be after you or you happen to be in the way of something that's going on. 
and that don't have necessarily have to be in the, in the hood. That could be anywhere. Well, you know, that's part anywhere of the propaganda. Be, that's part of the propaganda be. that has been put out for years. You know, and, and that's what it is. Huh? Because when them, them kids got shot up at these schools, mm-hmm. they get shot up at the school, uh, what do you call that? You just in the way of a kid that just went off and shot up a whole school? They just did, just stopped the plot from two kids getting ready to do it. They were going to a, what you call it, um, uh, not a, a public school. They were going to one of them private schools or whatever you want to call them, which they think is the greatest thing, that they don't get tutors, just like the public school kids do, to stay in, in the school to keep up Tomorrow's with the grade that they need to have. schools. Charter school. Yeah, charter school, yes. Mm. And all those schools, all of those kids have tutors just like the public school kids do. They got mm-hmm. teachers in the classroom, but they got tutors. They don't ever have <laughs> no discussion about that. They always want to have a discussion about the public school so kids don't learn nothing. None of them learning anything if they don't have a teacher in the classroom teaching them. Charter schools are public schools, Eric. Public schools are public schools within a public school so they can get money and stay away from the other kids. And they call it a different program. Charter schools are public schools and private citizens can perform. Eric, private citizens, Eric can perform their own charter schools. Their boards operate separate of the district board. And Eric, if you wanted to charter start a you wanted to start a charter school, you could. And remember the time that the lady in, in DC had the charter school, and they closed her down because they didn't like the curriculum that she was teaching. It was called the Malcolm X Academy. <laughs> And they closed it down. Mm, so yeah, we want to discuss that, but we don't want to go there. But I said, my friends make $45 <laughs> an hour tutoring kids in private school. Oh, and I said, they got to pay all of this money for them to go to school. And they look at the kids in the public school, and they got tutors. So there's something mm. wrong with the whole school system. Public, private, and charter. <laughs> but it's not located that way. No, it's not going to be looked and I said, at that way. The best thing they can do for the public school children is, is this lady that's coming along now. But I don't know nothing about the school system. Just everybody just take their kids out of the school, period. The homeschooling, where they can't make no money. Mm. Uh, yeah, Mama Grizzly. I don't know what she meant by some bears and some guns. But some grizzlies and some guns, I don't know who she was calling grizzlies. Some bears and some guns. Can you tell her? Yeah, some people come grizzlies and some guns. I should take care of something with some grizzlies and some guns in the school system. Maybe she else can tell us what she meant. Yeah, you know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that's interesting. You know, that, that really is um, this whole school thing, educational oh. thing, it just needs to be redone here. Um, yeah, need- redone how? By taking away the money that the people making, the right those boots, putting them in the schools, just take them away. Number one, one they, need to do away, they need to do away with all those standardized tests and, and that yeah. common core nonsense. But how you going to measure, how you going to measure a student's progress? The same way they measure what you're going through. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't take no standardized tests when I was in school. I took tests when I was in school. No, but that explains the problem. Yeah, See, they I bring I, I, I had to take a they test. I had to take a test to be tracked into a trade yeah, high school. Well, wait a minute. What did you say? You took a test to be tracked. That that what you said? Right? Into a trade into a trade high school. Yeah, You can look it up on the internet. O'Fallon Technical High School. Uh, we know. We know, Bianchi. Okay, that explains it. 
They got a hold of you when you was young. Yeah. O'Fallon Technical High School had. O'Fallon Technical High School had arrow mechanics, auto mechanics, sheet metal, pre-engineer, nursing, bake mm. shop, mm. plumbing, welding. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, can I explain that, Mr. Talk? Go ahead. Had real yeah, airplanes in there for the students did. to work on. They automobiles. We worked on the teachers' automobiles, perform maintenance they on them, brakes so on, so on, build, rebuild, transmission, auto body. Look, <clears throat> Pianki, Pianki lived in that fantasy world, you know, where they got to him and they moved him out to 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 the to, to the exciting part of town, to where he could do nope. all that, and you know he ain't have to worry about anything, you know. So he's good. He's good. I'm but his cheering is gonna be replaced by robots. Can I explain something? What they did when they was in high school, they took shop, they took brick masons, they took a whole lot of different things in high school. That's why you had the best brick masons that was. But they don't do that anymore. They just took that out of the high school. And now you got to go to, like, the junior colleges or something maybe to learn how to do that. But they did have it in the high school. And there was no tracking to get to that. You just had to take the class. Yeah. Northwest High School, you had to be, you had to fall on track. We didn't go to Northwest. There, Eric. We didn't live in that state you live in. We live in a different state. Yeah, I and that was a different mean. time period. That's when they were building up the society. Now they're tearing mm-hmm. it down. They're closing yep. it down now. And if you don't know how to, if you don't, if you're not qualified to run a robot, well, uh, you can get all the kind of grants you want to for your grandchildren to go to school or whatever. Here's what I was about to say. Um, you know what another difference was? You went to school in your neighborhood. You know, so yeah. your teachers nine times out of ten lived in the same neighborhood you did. Come on. Let's, let's well, be real about it. And your teacher did too. Well, of course not you, Pianki, not you. You know, they, they marked you early <laughs> at a you know, do your early <clears throat> cycle. So they, Generally, they when you went when you went to uh, high schools here in St. Louis, now they did have neighborhood. They did have neighborhood high schools like Sodan, Beaumont, and Sumner. But uh, those who wanted to had tracked into uh, Northwest, which is Track One, which is more liberal arts. Track mm. Two was O'Fallon, which was uh, technical high school. Mm. Uh, those were not in the neighborhood. The word was, was, was. Did you see the little girl that's going to get her, she'll have her um, her bachelor's degree, and she haven't even finished high school yet? Uh, No, I haven't heard about yeah. that. Yeah, it's a little black girl mm-hmm. that was homeschooling. She has her oh, okay. bachelor's degree, and then she would get mm-hmm. her high school diploma in May when school is out. All right. So that's she wasn't right, expecting then. anything. You ever heard of Carter G. Woodson? She just did what she had Eric. to do to get where she was going. Yes. Eric, Yankee. you ever heard of Carter G. Woodson? Yes. See, Yankee, I have. We have a no, uh, we haven't. Carter G. Woodson was the second black man to achieve a, receiving a Ph.D. at Harvard. And he completed all his coursework for his Ph.D. in one year. We're not talking about Carter G. Woodson. We're talking about 2017. We're talking about 2017. <laughs> a little black girl that did this. He won't talk about a car G with him. 
It's called deflecting. Don't worry about it. It's something yeah. very distinguished about Carter G. Woodson, uh, okay. Mr. Talk. Okay. That's nice. He was the first black man. He was one of the first black men, but he was the only, and no other black person can qualify to be distinguished like him because he hailed from two parents who were slaves. They got a new program today. They're trying to work on defining the last black man. What you going to do about that? <laughs> I found a group of men that want to complain about a black men that being in the house or either one of them married three white, got three wives, got three different children, and it don't matter. But when it comes to the black man, you got to have a problem about it. Mm, that's deep. I don't understand that one either. Well, and you I make mean... a president. <laughs> Well, that's what they do. That's 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 the way it's done now. That's the way it's we done. We don't have to fall for it. <laughs> Cause some do, we all don't. We don't think alike, look alike, smell alike, or nothing else. But most He's people there think we all look alike. America great again. That's his slogan. Yes. Make America great uh-huh. again. <laughs> but you never, get, but you never get a definition of what you're doing to make it great. Because they really don't know. They, they can't tell you where Eric, you say that making one. making America first is a bad idea. Anybody say it first? Um, what I'm saying is, when was America our president, great? Our, our president said we're going to make America great. first. He also said he people too. By pissing everybody off, who he's making it great for? His family? Was America great? America was great. When? Back years ago, yeah, nineteen sixty-four. I'm looking at this when? yearbook here. America was great. Yeah, because the yearbook said it. Sixty-four. America so great in sixty-four. The conditions in your lives. You at the dinner, you could come outside and walk the neighborhood without being fear of being caught up in a, a uh, knockout 64? game, Eric. Oh, he come on, come on, knockout game, please. Look, you might find that I want to hang you up on a tree. Pardon me? Man that was black. Huh? When was Kennedy shot? When was Kennedy shot? We weren't. What do you mean when Kennedy shot? When was he assassinated? What year? Wasn't it 63? Okay. So I'm going to put it now. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Great when, they talk, when they were hanging people in trees. It's there? great when you could when you could go to the store and fight all and bring back by five bags of groceries. If you can get home, like she said, mm-hmm. without you being hung in the tree, you couldn't even walk the street at night because you might get picked up by one of them, and you might, you know, in a in a in a, in a tank somewhere, or you might be hung up in the tree and never seen again. It was or great when you had Sunday. You had family meals where the whole family came over. Your grandmother, you and grandfather, yeah, and they had a when it was great. family meal with you, uh, Eric. It was great and days, man. And when your daddy and your mama could great days when you could buy a, a Corvette for about $7,500, a brand-new Corvette. That was a great American day. Man. Yeah, not for you. You dream living somebody else's dream. But you ain't had no Corvette back in the end. I don't know who you think you pulled it. Great days when I used to get on my BMW motorcycles. and You can go to TRS website. I got them. Loaded them up so people could see them beautiful things. Ride them across the country. It was great days, Eric. Great days when you met, when you looked at a white woman and they end up doing you like they did 10, 
What's his name? Great days when I used to take my wife and my 10-year-old sweetheart to the movies. It was a great days, Eric. Okay. You can go get in one yeah. of their cars and say it's yours. Who that, who that comedian that uh, wrecked the man car that he was driving, and it wasn't his, and he was drive, driving it? What was his name? Uh, the one with the straight hair? The little short comedian that lost his mind. Talking about Cat Williams? Yeah, he was driving that man's car, that rich man's car. He was driving it and wrecked look, it. Look, look, let, let me it tell you something, It was a or whatever that car was. Cat Williams did yeah. not lose his mind. They made you think he lost his I mind because Cat Williams. Because Cat Williams was telling some truth. You know, you get too yeah, close saying, to the truth, they're they going to shut you down. <laughs> but Mr. Talk comes out when he was driving that car and people were looking at it and they were thinking it's his, but it wasn't his, mm-hmm. it was that the white guy's car. That's what P. Uncle was doing. He ain't fooling nobody. He could just pitch you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe he was the chauffeur at that time. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Uh, I mean, he was he was groomed. They groomed him well. They did. They groomed him well. You can't can't say can't say enough of that. They groomed him real well. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for him. You know he he he's living the illusion, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> good days, Eric. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It was America was so good to you that you went all the way to Africa and married somebody. I mean that's yeah. that's outstanding. That's great. And we don't have no witnesses to just to testify to what he's saying anyway, so who's going to believe nobody but him? <laughs> His boss had all these things. He probably was cleaning up the the, 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 the motorcycle and had them all hooked up. That only thing he was doing back in the old days. Well, Don't convince me. It. You don't got a witness. Don't compel me. You got to show me. You make me believe. <laughs> I still okay. haven't found that bridge with your name on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, we got nine minutes left, man. Nine minutes left. And uh you know, I'm gonna get up out of here a little early. Uh I may bowl tonight. I don't know yet. But anyway, I'll let y'all get your last words here because this has been fun. All right, we're gonna start with Piaki. Come on, Piaki, get your last words in, sir. Get them in, get them in. Mexican's constitution. It says Mexicans should have priority over foreigners under equality of circumstances. For all classes of concessions and for all employment positions are commissions of the government in which the status of citizenship is not indispensable in time of peace. In time of peace, no foreigner can serve in the army nor the police or public security forces. Also, it says no foreigners can participate in elections in Mexico. In Mexico, they put Mexicans first. When Donald Trump want to put Americans first, he received all kind of backlash. Long live Donald Trump. Kiss the girls and make them cry. Mm. All right. Thank you, sir. We're going to see how you want to kiss the girls when Donald Trump running up in you and later on. But anyway, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I take that back. No, I don't. All right, sister, go to you next. Well, Mr. Talk, it was fun. I didn't intend to be bad today, but, uh, you know, things happen. All I got to do is say, illusion of inclusion. Have a good day, Mr. Talk. All righty. Thank you, Sister Gunner. You have a good one as well. All right. Last but not least, Mays, your turn. He going to kiss some people and make them cry, uh, uh, and there ain't going to be no girls. But uh, we don't want nothing about the Mexican Constitution because we don't plan on moving there. We enjoying mm-hmm. the country that we in, uh, watching, because this is going to be funny. 
And then he can be looking just like Ben Carson that they sitting in front of that thing that they were having. And that's where he's going to be looking out wondering, what did I just do? Have a good one. All right. You too, Mason. Thank you. Thank you much. All right. <laughs> oh, what an interesting show. I'm glad I did the show today. <laughs> oh, man. Good show. Um, What do I have to say? I don't really have much to say, man. Um, the only thing I'm saying is, when was who was America? Who are they making America great for? Uh, his family, because that seemed everybody who getting the good jobs lately. His family, you know, he got a wife that's a foreigner. She don't even live in the White House, so our tax dollars got to pay for Secret Service for her and the, and the little kid um, live in New York. But then again, nobody cares about now. Right, we got a, 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 a what that lady is. Uh, Secretary of Education that can't tell you anything about education. Don't think she can tell you her family gave a lot of money to Donald Trump's campaign. But she's gonna do an outstanding job. <laughs> oh, did I go on? Then you have Kellyanne Conway, who looks like the thing off of um Tales from the Crypt. She get a gets up and. and she has no idea what she's talking about. She's making up um, tragedies just to try and prove a point, but she's never going to say anything negative about it or anything else. Then you got the Spicer guy, the, the, the press secretary. He's just as lost as a gay man in a club of regular men. I mean, <laughs> it's just not happening, man. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, we have to live with it. For now, we do. We can talk about it. We can gripe about it. We can be about it. But the bottom line is, he's the president, right? Only thing I'm going to say is, wake up, people. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, The revolution is close at hand. I can see it. I can see it. It's coming. It's coming. But other than that, it's been fun. (laughs) <laughs> it has been fun. Um, I want to thank everybody for dropping by. East Coast, I see y'all there in the chat room, my boy. Thank you for hanging in there with me. Um, <laughs> you know, um, it's been all right. Uh, we're going to get out of here now. Um, I'm going to try and be back on the air Friday if everything works out. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to try. We're going to try. That's all I can say right now. All right, but it has been fun. I want to thank Sister Goni Mays, Pianke, uh, Eric Code 314, last 3766. Thank you for hanging out with me as well. And everybody else that's listening or will be listening on the archives, thank you for your patronage. I love you to death. Oh, I ain't love you to life. I'm sorry. Oh, I was about to get beat up on that one. I love you to life. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to get out of here with – um. Some rare essence. I know a lot of y'all don't know anything about no rare ass essence. But we're going to say, oh, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? All right. Until Friday, y'all. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Because you can laugh at yourself, man, everything else is just gravy. All right? Until Friday, y'all. Y'all have a good one. I'm out of here. Ooh, yes, indeed. Don't that sound good? Now make it a little louder, baby, so we can make it.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.